Welcome to Ethereal Underground. I'm your host, TNT, and this is episode 13. I'm sure, like most of you, I've been super busy. I think it's time for Pedal to the Metal and preparing for what is coming. Those that have not participated the last say, two-plus years global campaign of accepting pharmaceutical formulations and its subsequent boosters. Those that have a pretty good idea of where society's headed, the advancements of technology, how the masses are being manipulated, one of the big tools being fear, we're going to, unfortunately, if we aren't already, the minority. And as the system engineers that I refer to, and I do believe they're comprised of human and non-human intelligence or entities, the system engineers have most of the population on lockdown, kind of right where they want, able to control them through media, corporations, jobs, academia medical procedures that can in intimidate or get people subject to groupthink. But there's an outlier. There's always a small percentage of a population that can't be tricked or they're of stronger character or they're okay with not being part of a groupthink or fitting in with the crowd. Peer pressure they're able to resist it a lot more. So that minority, and I put myself in that camp, that minority of individuals, life's going to be very difficult to function because the world is heading towards facial recognition, social scores, a one-world governance, digital currencies that could be turned on or off or regulated and controlled by a few in Europe or wherever they're located, you get the picture. So to be able to function, the expression off the grid or being separated from society is definitely necessary. The handwriting's on the wall. The problem is I ran, it was a couple months ago, I ran some calculations. Just where I am in the middle part of the United States, the process of you can't see my fingers, but I'm doing air quotes. The process of being off the grid is expensive. In this area, it's around $280,000 to truly be off the grid or self-sufficient, independent. 
Now, I don't know about you, but most people, including myself, most people don't have $280,000. It's more expensive if you're on the East and West Coast. It's not double, but it's a lot more expensive. So I'm in a very inexpensive area to begin with. So $280,000 to have a, a nice setup. So like me, if you do not have that, it's going to be very difficult. Because if we're not going along with the global agenda, the system engineers, how are we going to survive? Well, I started in all earnest, I started 2007. It was around August of 2007. And that's when we had the first in indications of that credit crisis. Back in the day, you had Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. And then it got worse a year later, summer of 2008. We had that 2008 financial cra crash, the bailouts, emergency money, bailouts needed. So in 2007, summer, I realized, well, this is where it's headed. They're changing the entire global financial structure, how society operates. The good old days or normal living is, was not going to be here. It was going to be taken away from each and every one of us. So I started preparing. First thing was to get out of debt. It took a long time. It's hard to get out of debt. But I started in great sincerity end of summer 2007. Then I made sure I didn't, I didn't get take on any more debt. So I, uh, you know, nursed, limped along with my existing vehicles. I didn't want any new vehicles to have car payments. Downsized, downscaled my living quarters, lived well within my means, tried to save more and more, tried to get healthy, eat right, get some real good vitamin and mineral supplements, plant-based. I'd been taking that since the early 2000s. Dr. Wallach had a good program. Originally called longevity, switched over to longevity, plant-based, but they're not cheap. It's kind of you get what you pay for, but a good supplement to try to get healthy, lose extra pounds around the waist, things like that. And then get, get prepared psychologically and, and spiritually. So learning how to get detached from material possessions, looking at my living quarters or my vehicles, whatever I have thought, you know what, if, if a, SWAT team comes in and kicks in the door and screams, get down on the ground, that type of thing. And you're, you're carried off. Would I be okay? Could I live with the loss of everything being confiscated? So you have to run that scenario over and over, run that simulation and get to a point where you're like, yeah, I mean, if they take it all, they take it. What can you do about it? And have I put all my faith and confidence in those material possessions to where if that event happened, I would be crushed? I mean, just psychologically crippled, handicapped in the fetal position, sucking my thumb. Well, I, I got beyond that to where I could let stuff go. And then spiritually, it's not necessarily sitting in a brick and mortar church per se, but spiritually being connected in nature, 
Uh, I personally do have read all my life, but continue to read the ancient scriptural texts and then meditate, dig deep. The accounts that were recorded or statements that were made, what was really meant by that? So instead of just the first two layers, I mean, digging deep, layer six, layer seven, layer eight, like peeling back an onion. So that really increased. I haven't been much on entertainment. I got rid of television back in 1992. I was in an apartment complex, single, and I was moving. I threw my TV away. So back then, we didn't. there wasn't flat screen TVs. It was the old tube TV, pretty heavy, in fact. But I threw it away. It, it worked fine, but we had the big dumpsters there. Didn't give it away. Threw it away. Never had a TV since. And I've never liked Hollywood that much, that whole... Hollywood energy sphere. Now it's, I know there's some good people that work in Hollywood. They are carpenters and computer graphics artists, makeup artists. I'm not talking about them, but overall Hollywood, I, I never warmed up to. I didn't like the industry, what they represented. Same thing with the music industry, corporate, corporate music industry. So I wasn't much on movies. I didn't want to give funding to Hollywood to support that industry. So I worked on who I associated with and what I was feeding my mind. So I got rid of TV in Hollywood, so I wasn't filling my mind with that. Watch what kind of music I listened to, who I associated with. Your association has a big influence on your conduct and how you think and act. So I was careful who I associated with. Worked extra hours only with the goal not to get more plastic and leather, but to get out of debt. You know, debt's like that 25-pound ankle weight, and you're trying to swim across a lake that's 30 feet deep, and you got this 20, 25-pound ankle weight. Yeah, try doing that. You'll sink to the bottom. So I knew debt was going to kill me unless I got rid of it. So I did work for a while there, extra hours to get out of debt, and connected more with nature reading, meditating, along with the physical exercise and trying to eat better. I Probably my biggest addiction, I, I never smoked or drank, took drugs, never. I was one of those kids, I was squeaky clean, I was athletic, made straight A's, got along with everyone. I wasn't cliquish. I didn't hang out with one particular group. I'd say if, if you were junior high and high school, I maybe tended to hang out with the, the brainiacs more. But I, I did sports to a large extent. I, I did pretty good at sports because at that age, I had a lot of testosterone and, and very competitive. And then one particular sport I played at a very high level, but I don't talk about that much anymore. If I had to do it over, it's hard because you have that energy as a male and you want to get that competitiveness out. But it wasn't the best experience. There were some good points, but I think there's more negative than positive looking back at it. So when my kids were growing up, I didn't really push sports on them. I let them choose. They did participate, but I didn't try to relive my life through them. If they continued or stopped, it was up to them. I supported, would go to their games and watch, but kept, kept neutral. I want to make sure I wasn't a, um, what do they call that, helicopter parent, where you're hovering over your kids, they're, they're grown up now. They're in their 20s, and 
doing all right. But the the preparation was years in the making because I knew trouble was coming. So now we have the interruption in supply chain that's not going to recover. We have hyperinflation around the corner. People's confidence in currencies are waning. People are wondering what to do. Do they get cash, gold, silver, cryptocurrencies? One of the best things you can do is community. Try to find a tribe, a community. 20 to 40 is a sweet spot where you can barter, where you can help each other. That's worth more than any guns, gold, and bullets. I'm fortunate to have skill sets, not only as a research scientist, but also I owned a construction company, so I have skill sets of plumbing, electricity, framing, concrete, building structures, design, implementation, handyman, repairs, small engines, electronics. So that, that's a good skill set to have. Any trades is a good skill set where you can barter with the trades if you're good if you're a cobbler and you're good with leather or materials a seamstress you can sew repair clothing dynamite skill set if you're in the medical field retired or current nurse x-ray technician paramedic those are good skill sets to barter in your community a farmer your green thumb you're good at growing or animal husbandry you've got a lot of chickens or hogs or cows super vital uh, I might have mentioned it before, you car mechanics. You can repair a car, a diesel engine, a tractor, worth your weight in gold. You know, what's not going to do well very soon when life gets extremely difficult is a lot of your college degree fields. It's, it's not going to be any good to be an accountant, historian, you know, historian or certain social studies degrees or skill set of working with Excel spreadsheets or Word or PowerPoint software, that's going to not be very helpful. Teaching could be, especially if there's communities where there's children, no one's going to be having their kids indoctrinated in a very bizarre, I would almost say satanic school system, but that's open to interpretation. Maybe that's too strong of a word to use. But the education system, if, if you have good general studies, you might be the teacher of your, your community. That, that's a skill set. But bartering is going to be absolutely important, staying healthy, being surrounded with, with good people. Now, coins, small coins, if you want to assign value to bartering, you know it's always been the case is your old silver coins. Now, I've... Always encourage. I've focused on. Always told people you want to. They call it junk silver. If you're not familiar with the term junk silver in the United States, would be coins minted before 1965, so 1964 and older. So you had your dimes, quarters, fifty cent pieces, because they they had a high silver content. Your junk silver, the dimes, quarters, fifty cent pieces, they're they're recognizable worldwide. And it's hard to fake or counterfeit those old U.S. coins. The problem today was with silver rounds or gold rounds is there's a lot of counterfeit worldwide. So you'd have to assay or test or prove that this is really a silver coin or a gold coin. Not when it's a 1960 U.S. dime, 
quarter or 50 cent piece. That's you're not going to fake that. But the the small dimes, if if you're with a Mennonite community or farmer and, and you're buying vegetables that are grown, boy, they'll take a silver coinage in a heartbeat with no questions asked. So you want to make sure you have a lot of old silver coins. That's going to be very important for value exchange if you're not directly bartering. I've located, I studied the United States, I've located in a very safe area for geological changes that have already taken place but will amplify. With field theory, you won't hear this on the news. There's no atomic theory scientists. There's no space agency or anything. They'll talk about the second electromagnetic emitter that's in our solar system. A lot of people think that I'm crazy and dismiss it. I don't It doesn't matter to me. I know what kind of a scientist I am. I know my pedigree, my background, my education, my inventions on the real deal. So what? You don't have to believe me. I don't care either way. You've got each person has their own reality and will have to answer according to how well their reality suits them. So I've got my reality. So I know earth changes are coming. I strategically picked a stable area, ge geologically, United States water on, on Discord and some of the Zoom calls. It's a small group, a little over 30 people. Over the years, there's, there's 960 total over the last four and a half years, but it breaks down into smaller groups. Water is the most precious asset. It's going to be huge. Unfortunately, there's going to be millions. I can easily see 30 million people dislocated in the western part of the United States by the end of 2024 because there won't be any water. A, a reliable natural water source, spring-fed, what, what's usually best is Faster flowing water versus a lake or a pond, unless that lake or pond is spring-fed. You want a fast-moving water source. Cold water is important. There's a special temperature that really water performs well. We've known this with our science experiments. Cold water, naturally cold water, very important. And then while we have the chance, I'm going to do some. In fact, I need to do it today. i got to remember today to order some. While we still have delivery system, UPS, FedEx, for example, United States, while we still have courier and ability, I'm not kidding. I, I got to get some multiple water filters, good water filtration cartridges, the kind that just, you know, gravity fed, get those because water is going to mean everything. I can't say this any clear. Water, fresh water, having access to it, and then being able to do your own water treatment with no electricity needed, getting these cartridge filters, and then you can make your own containers out of five-gallon buckets or 35, 55-gallon drums. You can go on YouTube. There's videos on it. It's inexpensive. Go to your local hardware store if you need to get some PVC fittings. But water is going to be life or death situation by the end of 2023 and beyond. So I locate an area where there's plenty of water above and below ground. It's geologically stable. The thickest part, the North American continental crust is in the Midwest, right in the middle of the country. You want to make sure you're not too close with prevailing winds from nuclear power plants. If they go belly up, you want to also be in a, an area that has good soil. Like most of Florida doesn't have good soil. 
or the Gulf, southern Gulf states. There's not very good soil out west. There is in the Midwest. Spots in the east coast as well. East coast has a problem. You have nuclear power plants and prevailing winds, but also it's larger, dense population. Midwest, everyone makes fun of the Midwest, but we'll see who has the last laugh as things progress. But community is important. Urban areas are going to be a nightmare because you have different ethnicities and it's a powder keg. I mean, it's just waiting for any spark to ignite. If you look at any type of news event where uh, there's police br brutality, whether it's, you know, make-believe or legit, because there's legit cases or unnecessary shootings, whatever it might be. You know, you know the areas that blow up at night and catch on fire and different agencies that protest. You want to be as far away from that type of mentality that you can reach. And certainly you want to be far enough away that it's difficult for people to drive or walk to. So I'll just leave it at that. You can interpret that however you want. It's mission critical because we're looking at the disintegration has started, started two years ago. Everything broke down September 17th, 2019 with the subprime crash, one, one in the morning between the primary banks. I've done video after video and interviews about that. And soon after, we had videos of people keeling over in China. You know what that led to by 2020 and beyond. So it's it's happening. Food availability is going to be very difficult. Reports are saying that it's quick. It's September. It starts. I, I talked about 400% food inflation. It's already at 100% in some areas. It will be 400% by the beginning of 2024 certainly spring of 2024, 400%. I gave you the statistics on earlier shows. You're going, if you're a single person, say $160, $180 a week to 500 If it's a family of four, it's going to be as much as $3,000 a week. Do you have $3,000 a week for food? I don't. How are you going to survive? I didn't stutter wasn't talking about Argentina, Venezuela. I was talking United States, 400% food inflation in less than 24 months. So it's here. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm not ready. I started in all earnest 2007. I'm still not ready. I guess technically, can you ever be ready for something like this? No. Let's be honest. Can't be ready. If someone says they're ready, they're lying. I'm not ready. I'm scared. Can you believe that? I'm scared and I'm worried. I think that I'm spiritually advanced. I'm a scientist. I've got technologies. I have phenomenal water technologies. And when I develop the air and surface purification, you, you want to see a website, you go to mdairenviropure.com. MD, like medical doctor, MD Air and ViralPure.com. You'll see my technologies. I think they're eventually going to have a water technology on there as well. Well, the uh, Shoot Our Shui website. But even with all my technologies, I'm still worried. 
And I knew that pathogens, contaminants, contagions were going to explode by design. And we're talking some lethal stuff that, that would kill all of us if we're exposed. So I knew air and surface purification was going to be a must and water, the most valuable asset. You know, it's going to get so bad in the United States before 2024. In 2023, states are going to be fighting over water. There's going to be legal lawsuits, but also there's going to be uh, shooting conflicts. Could be military, National Guard. It's, it's going to be very serious fighting over water in the United States. That's never happened, ever, in the history of this country. I don't know. You tell me, has it ever happened? Where I guess that there's been a few cases, but we're fighting over water throughout mankind's history. It's it's going to happen, and it's scary. So we can't do it alone. Community helps. Very soon, also traveling in the United States is going to be limited. It's not going to be long that you won't be able to leave your state. Period, at military orders. It'll probably get to a point where you'll have difficulty traveling within your state. You might be regulated to your county or just a few counties. So this, this is all here. How are you going to function? If you're not located in a safe area by the end of September, stay put. You're not going anywhere. Where you are is where you're going to stay through all of this. You're not budging. After October, November, chances of relocating is probably zero. So you'll have to do with the decisions you've made where life has put you based on that. So the, make the best that you can. Time is uh, running out. Try to stock up on canned goods. Get your good water filters. Try to find a community. If you can move, move immediately. Put it high priority as a family when you make these decisions. If you have kids that are stuck in school and they have their social life and you're then stay you're going to end up having to stay anyway so find out what's the best way to survive where, where you're located if you're in a, in a city in an urban area oh that's the most difficult scenario but find a community pull together as a subdivision your city blocks find like-minded people barter find strategies immediately immediately so that you can survive if you're in Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta, areas like that, Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, Dallas, Columbia, Cincinnati, our friends in Ohio. You, you just pick it. Do the best that you can. Start immediately. Don't procrastinate, postpone any longer. So it's, it's, a, it's a shame. We're nervous. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where things collapse. Even physical preparation is not going to cut it. So you enter the spiritual realm. So get right spiritually. How is that defined? I have my ideas. I think most of you probably think my ideas are too far-fetched or won't buy into it. So I don't talk much about publicly on broadcast. I will privately, spiritually, what I'm doing to prepare. I think uh, God does exist. There's a divine out there. A prayer and communication are vital, but how to prayer, pray. I mean, technically, the proper way to pray and how to build faith are philosophies and belief systems I've acquired. 
you have to do that individually. I can't do that for you. And there's a fine line where you don't really want me to stick my nose where it doesn't belong. So should I influence your spiritual progress? You know, another human being shouldn't really, it's private. If, I, if I'm asked to help or can answer some questions, absolutely I'm willing to do that. Could I be wrong? Oh, yeah, sure. But the intent is, is real. The intent is to help, try to answer questions, encourage a spiritual journey. I think that's where it's at, ultimately, to survive this. Because if we don't survive physically, we die. Strong chance that we die. Then is there life after death? Is there a resurrection? If so, that's not physical, that's spiritual. So if you haven't developed any poker chips, a stack of chips labeled spiritual, and all your chips are labeled physical, plastic and leather, I think you're in trouble. The problem is spirituality takes almost, it's a lifetime to develop. You can't go on the internet and purchase spirituality. You can't go through a drive-through and order a combo meal number five. I'll take spiritual combo meal number five and then go up and pay for it with your debit card. Doesn't work that way. Takes almost a lifetime to develop. You can't do it overnight. Most humans, obviously, they wait to the last minute, right? When they're in trouble and then look for a solution or a pill to take to solve everything. Life doesn't work that way. Well, I hope this episode was helpful. Episode 13. I'm your host, TNT. That's uh, Tim Tupman. Stand the initials for. And until episode 14, I bid you well and hang in there. We're all going to need it. We're all going to need help, me included. Take care.